Welcome to the Answers on Aging podcast. This podcast provides solutions to your questions and commonly faced challenges about caregiving, legal and financial issues, personal struggles associated with the normal aspects of aging, and the unforeseen obstacles that oftentimes can be life-altering and even devastating. Each episode dissects real-life, real-time issues and will often feature special guests who bring expert-level knowledge and free resources straight to you. This podcast is hosted by certified elder law attorney Todd Watley and licensed nursing home administrator Sarah Scott. Together, these aging experts bring an impressive combined 30-plus years of experience to the table in order to give you all the answers on aging. All right. This is episode number three, and it is a continuation of episode number two. And so if I, I would highly recommend that if you have not seen episode number two, uh, go watch that, and it will give you some bases. Of, but we'll, we'll summarize, but oh. I, I do recommend that. Hi there, my name is Todd Watley, and I am here, as always, with my co-host, Sarah Scott. Hey, Todd Watley. I'm happy to be here. This is episode three. Welcome everyone to Answers on Aging. Todd and I are so excited about this whole podcast adventure and hope that you're able to get as much out of it as as is been put into it, yeah. which is quite a bit. Yeah, a lot of years of experience here and just things that we think are important that we see um, pretty much every day of our lives because both of us still work in the field and we see this stuff literally almost every single day and there's a lot of questions and concerns out there and it is our goal to bring that to you. It is. And so last episode, we showed or we talked to you about things to look for and how to know when it's time to step in and get involved with an aging loved one's care, or if you are the aging aging loved one, <laughs> aging individual. The one um, who is loved. <laughs> yes, the one that's so loved. Then <clears throat> things to look for internally, externally, to know it's time to ask for help and that something bigger might be going on than just the normal aging process. Yeah, we, we covered... Physical things to be looking for mm-hmm. and some mental things to be looking for is it that are like, hey, this is a red flag. Yeah. Something needs to be done. And so, Sarah, what needs to be done? Well, whenever you have recognized those telltale signs that something more needs to be done, the very first thing that you need to do is make sure that your legal documents are in order. Or your loved one's legal documents are in order. And Todd, being the elder law attorney, I think you need to speak to why those things are so incredibly important before you even get started. This is what you need to do. Yeah, this is a whole episode on its own, Mm -hmm. but I will just introduce this topic to please understand that just because someone has a diagnosis of dementia does not mean that they cannot sign documents. Okay. If, if you're told that, if you're told, Oh, well, they have this diagnosis and in our scenario, you're getting involved before there is actually a 
diagnosis, okay, you have noticed something going on, this is the prime time to get some documents done. And most people think the most important document is a last will and testament. But I will tell you, it's really not because if a person dies, every state has a will for you, it may not exactly do what you want. But it does what probably 75 to 80% of everybody wants. So a will is not that important. What is crucially important as an elder law attorney is to make sure that you have powers of attorney in place, both financial and healthcare powers of attorney. You have to, the older person has to appoint someone to be able to help them through this mm-hmm. financially to make decisions to, you know, make sure bank accounts are maintained and things are sold or bought or whatever, you know, just to make sure that happens. But then also healthcare decisions, you need to be involved or as the older person, you need someone to be involved in your healthcare. And the only way legally you can do that is with powers of attorney. And I would highly recommend at this point in your life, you need a specialist. So many people still think that their family lawyer is the one who can do everything. And I'm not downgrading family lawyers. I'm saying the legal field is so very specific that at this point you need the specific advice from a elder law attorney. And my, my first recommendation is a certified elder law attorney. There aren't too many of us, but there's probably about 520, I think nationwide, Where you find that is the National Elder Law Foundation website, NELF.org. You can go there and find a CELA, a Certified Elder Law Attorney, and that will get you there, okay? Certified Elder Law Attorneys focus on this issue. They've been tested. They've been recommended by other attorneys. That's your first start. If you can't find one, the alternate website is the National Elder Law sorry, the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys, N-A-E-L-A.org. Those are attorneys who claim to do elder law, and they may do it very well, but um, most most certified elder law attorneys are on NALA, but not all NALA attorneys are certified. So you can find someone who might focus on elder law, but just hasn't become um, certified yet. But... So my recommendation is get someone who really knows what they're doing, get a consult with them ASAP because now is the crucial time to do that. Soapbox. Yeah, much? pretty much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just in, it, it's not just to make money. It's, it is, it is people need to do it. that. Everyone needs a power of attorney. Well, what the, the analogy I use is you wouldn't go to your cardiologist because you're having a foot problem. Mm-hmm. So why would you go to a tax attorney just because it's the attorney that you're the most familiar and comfortable with for your estate planning and your legal documents? It's a totally different ball game. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, seek out those specialized professionals in your area. And those are two great ways to do so. Um, one thing I did want to make sure that you understood about today's episode is why it matters. And so it's so important for you to know how to step in or how to ask for help because doing it in the wrong way or going about it 
in the wrong way can truly make or break what happens after the fact. So if you don't handle this situation in such a delicate but efficient and effective way, you're not going to be able to have a successful outcome and your intentions are not going to be well understood Mm -hmm. and you're probably going to be met with some porcupine needles, which I've never been stuck by a porcupine, but I've heard it doesn't feel good. Right. It's bad. Yeah. Let's give the people a real life example of how this can go bad quick. Okay. So when I was working in the nursing home, I had a lady who was coming to us from a behavioral health hospital, and she was deemed suicidal because when she was living in her home by herself, she had in-home health care coming in. When the nurse came out to see her one day, she noticed that a few things were kind of messy and her medications hadn't been taken just exactly the way that the doctor prescribed it. And so the nurse asked the resident, she said, well, why don't you just move to the nursing home? And the lady said, I would rather die than go to the nursing home. And that nurse took what information that lady had just said deemed her suicidal, got her on like a 72-hour hold, and I ended up having to call, reach out to Todd because the state was pursuing guardianship for Uh her through Adult Protective Services. Uh She had no documents in place. No legal documents. Anyone to do things for her, so therefore the only option was a guardianship. And this lady was not incapacitated. No, she was very capable and did carry out her activities of daily living. She just needed a little bit of help to gain some strength and had kind of a a setback with an illness that was Mm short-term. But because of the wrong way of going about obtaining information and asking for help and, and trying to figure out if this person needed help, this was like the worst possible outcome short of death. Yeah. I jumped in to get the guardianship dismissed because she was not incapacitated. And the judge, by law, generally picks some family member. Well, there was no family member. Mm -hmm. They had all stolen from her. They were just a terrible family. And I could not get anyone outside of the family. I could not get the judge convinced that someone outside of the, the family needed to be her guardian or um, power of attorney to drop the guardianship let's do power of attorney I couldn't do that and so this poor lady had her rights taken taken away from her because she made one statement that I'm sure we've all said this you know I, I would rather you shoot me in the head or whatever than yeah. go do this and you know she was just flippantly saying it but boom it just caused major problems and if she had powers of attorney in place I think most of this would have been avoided. Well, and if that nurse had been given the skills and the tools to actually interpret what she said and and what she meant, I think that it would have had a completely Absolutely. different outcome as well that mm-hmm. wouldn't have stripped away all of her rights. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it is an extreme example, but it is a very it real happens. example mm-hmm. that is just proof that if, 
if you don't know the right way to go about handling these situations, it really could be devastating for everyone involved. So how does someone get involved? Yes. What are some good ways to see a problem? uh How does a kid breach that topic to say, hey, mom and dad, let's talk. Well, I think after once you've got those legal documents in place, the next thing you need to do is to seek professional guidance from a local resource that could be someone like in Northwest Arkansas. We have so many, Mm -hmm. um, but most states, I'm pretty sure all states have area agencies on aging Mm -hmm. that will be able to give you a list of local um, home care agencies, counseling services. There are also things called care navigators or case managers within your insurance company or sometimes your um, church or a different civil organization will have these offered as well. A geriatric Um, care manager? Yes. For some reason, those are not big in Arkansas, Mm -hmm. but all throughout the country, there is a whole organization that these people are known as geriatric care managers, GCMs. And so I think you can Google locally. And if you can get a GCM, they are going to cost some money, but they, they know this stuff. They are generally nurses or social workers or something who are very well connected in the aging community. And they are a great resource to help walk you through this. They are. And then most of the time your family doctor, or if you go to, um, a geriatric physician, they will have a care manager or case manager or social worker within their clinic that will have all of the resources that can help you uh, right at their fingertips. Mm-hmm. But it's going to take you actually reaching out to them and saying, here's what I've noticed. Here's what I think needs to happen. How do you get get me that help. Um, And then the next thing that you want to make sure you're very clear about to yourself and with your aging loved one is what are the boundaries? Because so many times you see caregivers passing away before the actual person who's receiving care because they fail to notice and take care of themselves and meet their own personal needs. So knowing from the beginning, okay, I love my husband. We're faced with this diagnosis of Parkinson's and I will stand by him a hundred percent of the time, but I will absolutely not give him a bath or change his diaper when he becomes incontinent. I mean, but you have to stick to those boundaries. You also need to really make it clear in your support systems heads of, you know, what you're dealing with and what you're able to physically tolerate and Mm -hmm. perform. Mm -hmm. You know, I see so many times, Um, especially when the wife is the caregiver, you've got this little bitty, frail, teeny tiny lady trying to help transfer her husband from the wheelchair to the toilet. And it's like one person goes down, they are both going down, and neither one of them can get up. She gets hurt, he's going to the nursing home probably. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and and she might be right there with him. It just depends on how severe the, the injury is. But these types of really tragic, big problem accidents can be avoided if you listen to the episode before Mm -hmm. this one 
and really pay attention to those signs so that it doesn't escalate and get to that point. Early intervention is crucial. Yeah. When you start to see a problem, that's when you start to get involved and you start to deal with this and hopefully catch this before it gets too bad. Mm -hmm. And once you have those boundaries set, um, you have to stick to them. And that's one of the hardest things to do because I hear, and you have too, Todd, and I Mm -hmm. want you to share your story in a minute um, about, you know, I promised I would never put my spouse in a nursing home. And all I have to say to that is you did take a vow to make sure you were there through thick and thin from, you know, until we die. But you never promised that you would do it by yourself and that in that process, it would end up harming you even more. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody's spouse would want that to happen. And I know there are people out there saying, well, well, I'm just going to do it. You know, I've just, you know, you're, you're dismissing this. Okay. So let me, and I didn't dream this up. I did not come up with this. Mm -hmm. This was told to me by client and I have used it a lot of times to help families because people come to me when they are at their wits end. the, the loved one needs to go to a nursing home. That's the only thing, you know, there's so much care. They need so much care and it's just heartbreaking. And so I had this lady one time who, um, I was working with her because her husband needed to go into a nursing home. We worked with him to help preserve assets and make sure she didn't go broke which you can do, by the way. Um, and another show. <laughs> oh, another show. <laughs> and so, um, but she was devastated. She, she said, Todd, I've promised him I would not put him into a nursing home. We both promised this, and it's, I just can't do it. I said, ma'am, you are going to pass away before he does if you don't do something. He's bigger than you. You're small. You have got to do this. The whole family was for it. Everybody was for it. She was for it, but she was just so emotionally, you know, distraught by this, but she did. She, she finally put him into the nursing home after dealing with him for probably a good year to two years in a very bad condition. And so every time she would be bringing documents into me, she would just be tearful and I just can't believe I've done this. And then finally, probably two months later, she came in and her disposition was totally different. Like she was happy. And I was like, Miss Jones, what, what's changed? You know, you've been so sad. And she said, Todd, I didn't realize that when I put him into the nursing home and I always tear up at this. Okay. So if you hear my voice crack it, yes, it is because this touched me so much. She mm-hmm. said, Todd, that, that was the worst day of my life. When I put him into the nursing home, I thought I had abandoned him. I thought I had failed as a wife. What I did not realize was I get to be his wife again. And I mm-hmm. said, what does that mean? And she said, putting him into the nursing home allows everyone else to do all the things that I was doing for him, changing his diaper, giving him a a bath, making him eat, fighting with him when he's angry or confused or whatever. She said, you know, they handle that. She said, I go in, I sit by his bed, hold his hand, kiss him on the cheek, and I get to be his wife again. And when something goes wrong, I push the button and someone else comes and does it. She said, I am happier now than I've been in probably two years because 
I get to be his wife again. Mm. And I was like, I never thought about that, but, but thank you for sharing with me. And I have used that story numerous times with clients who are distraught that I can't put my loved one into a nursing home. Yeah, You know, it's not the end of the world. And many times it can save your life as the caregiver and you get to be the spouse again, rather than the dietitian and the CNA and the disciplinarian and everything you just get to sit and enjoy your time with him you do and what i i love love that story that's like one of my most favorite stories i asked todd to tell it at least once a year on the radio show tell the story um and another thing we're not necessarily saying it's time once you notice these things and you know how to approach it, that nursing home care is going to be the right. answer. It's, it could be as simple as, as in-home care. Mm-hmm. It could be as simple as an adult day center. You know, it could mean so many things that just make life so much easier for that individual and for their caregivers. And I cannot tell you um, how many times I've heard, especially in working in the adult day program, I wish I would have known about this so mm-hmm. much sooner. I wish mm-hmm. we would have done this so much sooner because by the time they get to that breaking point and actually ask for help, mm-hmm. so many, so many things have gone wrong and they're just fed up. Talk about respite care real quick. I, I think care. most people don't understand what respite care is mm-hmm. and Medicare pays for it. Yeah. So respite care is so, uh, Respite care is a temporary break or relief from something unpleasant or uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That could be, that could apply to a whole lot of things. But for these purposes, respite care is getting someone else to come in, spend time, provide care, assistance, supervision to the aging person or taking the aging person to a respite care provider. And so that could be a lot of long-term care facilities provide overnight respite Mm -hmm. stays. Mm -hmm. That could be an adult day center. That could be a senior activity center. That could be even a hospice agency provides respite care. Medicare and Medicaid will cover a certain amount of respite services for their beneficiaries. And so they do that because there is such a need for it. And mm-hmm. it's that important. It keeps people out of the hospitals. It keeps them from getting fractures and having falls and losing weight because you've got extra eyes and ears on these people that aren't in their normal bubble and aren't used to their little quirks and might pick up on some things and they're trained professionals. Another one of my favorite stories is, and let me just say that, you know, you have scrimped and and saved your entire life for a quote rainy day. And I will tell people it's raining. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is why you save the money is to pay someone to come in and help you survive. And this one lady, she was a client, she came in and her mood was noticeably better. And I said, Hey, you seem to be doing much better. What's going on? She said, you know, I hire a home care agency to come into my home once a week and it cost me like 50 bucks. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. that's, that's not long. She said, all I want to do is take a bath. Uh-huh. I just want to take a bath without him banging on the door saying, yep. honey, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> and so she said, 
once a week, they will come in and they know I am going back to take a hot bath and lay there for 30 or 45 minutes uninterrupted. And she Mm -hmm. said, that does amazing things to my mind. I am able to tackle the day. I can handle the rest of the the week with him, but for 50 or 75 bucks, whatever they come in and and they handle him. So I can simply take a bath. (laughs) I need that at home for my three boys (laughs) and husband to just leave me alone for a minute. I know. Goodness. All right, Sarah, this was a fantastic episode. I I, like it. I'm loving this stuff. You've given a, a whole lot of, um, suggestions on what to do and, and, Things you need to do once you see the problem. Yes. And so what you're going to have to do is, first of all, get your documents in order. And then secondly, get a hold of your local either aging professional, geriatric care manager, your insurance company, or the doctor's office. Find out what resources you have within your radius, maybe 20 mile radius and start really learning about what services are available. And that way, once you have the answer, yeah, it's time to step in or yep, I got to ask for help, you know, where to go, how to do it. And always be super tactful and try not to get offended or get defensive when it may not be met with the best response. That's correct. All right. Do you know our what our next show is about? I think the next show should be who needs to know about my finances and why. Okay. Got it. We can talk about that because older people are generally very um, closed mouth, very private about their finances, but there are times you need to let other people know. So thank you all very much. Sub- subscribe. Uh, join us at our website. Answers on aging mm-hmm. You can get all of the episodes. You can drop us a note, give us suggestions, things you want to know about. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to the Answers on Aging podcast with Todd and Sarah. Be sure to hit the subscribe and keep tuning in each week as they bring you helpful, useful, and easy to find resources for making life as we age as simple and enjoyable as possible. For more information about this episode, visit AnswersOnAging.com. Click on the show notes tab and take advantage of the free resources right there at your fingertips. To see Todd and Sarah live, tune in to the Facebook page, Senior Services NWA, to catch their weekly live radio program every Wednesday morning. Todd and Sarah welcome feedback and love to answer your questions, so please let them know what you think by leaving a review and share with your friends and family. Thank you.